John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, welcome back, Ed Peterson. Thanks, John. Welcome back to you, too. Oh, thank you very much. What's going on? Oh, uh, you know, uh, sun's out, gun's out. Yeah, yeah. Did you miss me? I did. Yeah, thanks to Ken filling in. Superfan Ken had to grab the co-host chair. Yeah, we had a month worth of episodes. Yeah. So we had a backlog. Yes. John got sick. I got the full-on COVID. Boo to COVID. It was pretty bad, and we burned <laughs> through a bunch of our backlog. Yep. And just when I'm thinking, we're getting kind of low on episodes, yep. it got sick. I have officially never tested positive for COVID. I think it was just kind of the flu, knock on wood, or something. I started Oppenheimer, American Prometheus, the book that the movie's based on. Yes. Dude was raised in a house with multiple Van Goghs. He came from a very affluent New York family. A little bit of money. He was extraordinary. He was gifted. Yeah. But man, how many exceptional kids come from poor backgrounds and just are never given the tools? It just uh-huh. makes me more depressed. Right. He made a cool bomb, I guess. Cool bomb, bro. Yeah. I guess money's cool or something. Is that the lesson? Are you reading a book right now? Am I reading a book? Yeah. I didn't have the energy to read anything. Mm. That's okay. But, you know, I'm coming back out of it. The fog is lifting. That is real. Yep. I was doing stuff, and then I would realize I didn't know where I was or where I had left off. couple guys like us, John, we are not the exceptionals. We need every ounce of brain power just to keep the train on the tracks. I can't afford to lose any more synapses. (laughs) 1% of brain power goes, and... I'm screwed. Yeah. Dum-dum over here.
Beverages. Beverages, Ed, yes. <laughs> I got a crow mug. Oh, you got a crow mug. Yeah, it's full of black coffee. The people love it. The people have now seen the crow mug on the internet. I was not understanding that there was ever confusion. Somebody thought you've been saying this whole time, chrome mug. Yep. Which could be sure. pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a mug made out of chrome. Or a chrome mug with a crow on it. Yep. I got a smoothie beverage, John. What do you think of that? In a mason jar. Yeah. Did you notice that emergency backup host Ken yep. did a protein shake in your honor? I loved it. I was so stoked. Ken did a great job. We'll see how Ed does today. <laughs> but I feel like inflation got him. That'll always get you. Outside of that, he was 100%. I think the only person who's ever nailed it to the penny was Uncle Frank. It's almost cheating. Frank has been in the biz so long. He said the amount to the penny, and that doesn't make me think he guessed. He just knew how much it cost in the day. I think that's possible. Yeah. He also nailed how much is that in today dollars. He's a little rain manny. Sure. Yeah. 16 ounces of minor figures, barista oat milk, light. Yes. A scoop of Huel, 20 grams of protein, several frozen strawberries, and a banana. Now we're back to that same quandary. Mm. Are you drinking oat milk with additives or are you drinking a protein shake made with oat milk? The latter. I forgot. There's also two tablespoons of peanut butter. Yeah, the color you are rocking on that, especially since it's in a mason jar. Uh -huh. uh, I did it kind of on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little explosive diarrhea. Yeah. Tell me what you're drinking. I am drinking a Wild Wonder mm -hmm. Strawberry Passion Pre and Pro Biotic Sparkling Drink. Ooh. How's your gut? My gut, I think it's probably pretty good. Oh, growing up, my Chinese grandma brewed tonics with a symphony of wild herbs and botanicals. And mm. then there's a whole big story. Wow. That's nice. Family recipe, San Francisco. You think that's hippies or you think that's tech bros? I don't know. It's tech bros. Come on. I also have coffee in this diner-like mug. Yeah. I watched Bullet. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen's Bullet. Yeah. It's got that San Francisco thing going on. Yeah. I feel like San Francisco's gone a little downhill since the bullet days. Yeah, well, you know. What we need is some Steve McQueen out there. Some bullet action taking care of business. Because you asked. This is a semi-new segment where I follow up on shit we talked about earlier. Oh, no, really? Yeah, you mentioned last time. Last time being a month ago. That my coffee cup was rather plain. Oh, yeah. And I expressed an admiration for those old 1950s coffee cups in diners. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to look that up. The really thick ceramic mug. Yeah. There was a company in mm -hmm. Victor, New York, founded by a guy named Fred Locke. Fred Locke. Yeah, the Victor Insulator Company. We lost him in 1930. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Even my house has in the attic all these little ceramic knobs where the wires used to run through. Along comes World War II. The Navy needs coffee cups. Yep. When the boats list back and forth in heavy seas, 
Then the cups fly all over the place. They're flying all over the goddamn place. They're breaking coffee cups all over the place. They need some heavy-duty shit. Not to mention the coffee's not staying hot. Yep. It's a goddamn mess, and we've got a war to fight. These Joes need their coffee. Yeah. So the Victor Insulator Company wins the bid with a design that has really thick walls Mm -hmm. to keep the coffee hotter longer. It kind of flares out at the bottom. Yep. It's more resistant to tipping. Okay. And the bottom of the cup is unglazed, so it'll grip better. That's pretty sick. After World War II, partly because they had tooled up to do this anyway, and partly out of, I don't know, nostalgia, all these Navy guys. Where do I get a coffee cup that's indestructible like I had in the Navy? Exactly. And so they became very popular in diners where people are kind of rough, throwing their stuff around. Yep. It made them a natural for that. Do you have a Victor mug? I don't. The fuck? Gonna look for one now. Yeah. That's the diner cup. That thing's got a German carve. Yes, it does. That guitar is just... This is mm-hmm. a Motor Ave, short for Motor Avenue, fastback guitar. Okay. It's got two humbuckers, uh-huh. a pickup selector switch, mm-hmm. a master volume, and a master tone. What kind of uh, bridge is that? It's like a tunematic kind of bridge yeah. and a tailpiece. Shaped in the letter F. Yeah. For a fastback, one can only presume. It looks slightly fancier. All of this is bespoke. Okay. Made by one guy, one at a time. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about him and them. Okay. I should mention, by the way, I'm going through the Black Cat B-Buzz pedal. When you were playing the beverage song, I was wondering what that fuzz pedal was. Is something else on over there? Nope. Okay. It is a recreation of the Roland B-Ba fuzz from the 1970s. Yeah, the Black Cat Pedals B-Buzz Fuzz. Okay, well, what do you know about Motor Ave guitars? Four and two. Four and two headstock, yes. Like you love. Like I love. It says Motor Ave on it, and the serial number on this one is two. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't know if that means this is the second Motor Avenue guitar ever made or the second Fastback model ever made. But I thought that's pretty cool. Two. Yeah. So we're talking about a guy named Mark Fuqua. Okay. Mark was born and raised in Northern California, where he played in bands a whole lot when his parents moved up to Seattle, Washington. (gasps) That's where we're from, John. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. He worked as a hotel waiter in Seattle. Pre-grunge days, like 1980s. Do we know what hotel? No, I wished I could find out. Okay. But then he got a job in San Francisco working at Chandler Industries. We were just talking about San Francisco. There's a great car scene in Bullet. There's a Mustang Fastback. There's a Mustang Fastback. John. How about that? John. See, bringing Uh it around. And a 1968 Dodge Charger. They had to, like, ease off the gas in the Charger 
because it was so much faster than the Fastback Mustang that Steve McQueen was driving. There you go. Fastback. So he worked for Chandler Industries. They were a company that did a lot of guitar parts and guitar builds Mm -hmm. for people. He didn't really know much about building at the time. He started with them in 1990. Okay. Eventually, he started to learn how to assemble and make guitars. I'm thinking this dude's our age. Yeah, I'm thinking that as well. Yeah. He learned enough eventually to move to Los Angeles and open up his own repair business. I guess he had dealt enough with all the different parts and assembling and disassembling guitars that he thought, well, yeah, you know, I think I know what I'm doing. Sure. And he started building a couple few custom guitars for miscellaneous people. Is this early 90s? Yeah, 90, 92. Okay. His first two kind of main customers. Weird Al Yankovic. Nope. C.C. DeVille. No. Alan Johannes and one Joshua Holm. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. At the time, 92, what would that have been? Like Caius? Caius, yeah. Yeah. Out in the desert, you know. Yeah. While he was doing this, he was also doing repairs for some place called Black Market Music. Everybody in the know in West Hollywood was going to Black Market Music because they had all the cool stuff. Okay. They were throwing a bunch of repair work his way. So I can only assume he met even more people. Yeah. It must have worked out. He made enough money to move to Paris, Paris, France. Man, this guy. To work with and for James Trussart. Okay. Have you ever seen Trussart guitars? I'll bet you'd know them if you saw them. Okay. Made out of steel. Are they all hollowed out? Yeah, like relic, didn't look old and beat up. Okay. Moved to Paris, France to work for James Trussart, and then came back to the States and worked for Terry McInturf in North Carolina. McInturf guitars are also very unique, very kind of one-off. So I think what this guy's got going on here, Mr. Fuqua, is that he's apprenticing himself to some of the highest-end builders there are, and Mm -hmm. he's apparently willing to move to wherever to do it. That's great. Eventually, he ends up in Los Angeles, and he starts Motor Avenue Guitars. Los Angeles, California. Venice Boulevard. Oh. East-West Thoroughfare in Los Angeles, running from the ocean in Venice District, past the I-10 intersection, into downtown Los Angeles. Okay. In there somewhere. Sure. I like to think he's down near the beach. He's hanging out. Yeah, this is uh, 2002. Okay. And the Fastback that we hold here was one of the first models that he made. He had a couple of others. The Bel Air. Car guy. The Le Mans. Very much a car guy. Yeah. There's even one called The McQueen. I was going to say Le Mans is a Steve McQueen movie. All that bullet talk. I don't know. This guy's going to be stoked when he hears this thing. This is a two-piece mahogany body. Yeah. Neck all the way through. Yeah. And it's painted with a racing stripe. The part that goes all the way through the body is black. Yep. Our example is natural, so it's that natural mahogany color with the black stripe down it. Front and back. I'm going to show you the back there. Oh. And I'll show you what we're looking at here, Ed. Neck pickup. Uh, If I go all the way bridgey. Well, Ed, Mm -hmm. in 
2002, as Mr. Fuqua is getting started, he's got some clients, including Josh Holm and Alan Johannes. Okay. Look, this is an original shape I made. It's called the Fastback. Would you like to buy one? Right. $2,002. What are you going to pay for this <sighs> Fastback? Man. He's just getting started. <sighs> one guy, one at a time, custom order. When you're starting out, you probably want to establish yourself as either boutique and priced accordingly, or there are those builders who, you know, set their price low enough that they're kind of in that affordability bracket. I bet this thing was like 2800 bucks in 2002. It was $1,800. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's like 25, something like that today? It's like three grand. Okay. In today's market, these things are holding their value. Yeah. You're not going to find too many of them because it remains just Mark Fuqua making them himself. Yeah. The one that Josh Holm favors is yeah. the Bel Air. It's a flat top semi-hollow. Yep. Single cutaway. It's got an F-hole in it. Huh. The Le Mans looks closer to this fastback. Solid body, offset. It's pretty badass. It's very evocative of those 60s Japanese import. Yeah. In 2007, he moved to Durham, North Carolina, hmm. where he is to this day. In that year, as far as I could tell, this fastback was discontinued. You're probably noticing if you're looking on their site, you don't see the fastback. Yeah. How many fastbacks did he even make between 02 and 07? Right. We know that this one is number two, and it's a player. Yeah, for sure. What are the pickups in it? Seymour Duncan's. Okay. There's definitely some who's who of players. It gets that sound, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a little bit of the sound go. <laughs> Yeah, so features on this thing that are just weird. The shape is, what is the shape of this thing? I'd say that it would be like an offset kind of deal, except it's as if you cut the top off. Yep. There really isn't a top horn per se. Right. It's as if you cut it off closer to the pickups than not. Right. And then it's got that bit of German carve to it. It's got the 4-2 headstock. It's just got a lot of weird little touches to it, you know? Maybe the reason this one ended up getting discontinued is as he developed the other models, he got closer to what he thought was more ideal. Maybe if you're just not getting orders for it, it's just one more confusing thing to have to work on when orders come in. Who knows? You can tell that this and the Le Mans were like the same guy. This has a lot of stuff that the Le Mans has. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he was thinking to modify the fastback and ended up modifying so much that he thought it warranted its yeah. own thing. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Buy or deny? 
car flavored. Mm-hmm. Made out of mahogany and has a neck all the way through it. Yep. Josh Holm from Queens of the Stone Age digs this brand. Mm-hmm. The Motor Ave Fastback ad, buy or deny. We're going to do my usual talk about it a bunch. It's caveats. Yeah, that. Yeah. I was thinking about it, and you have hanging on your wall a Baronic B1. Yes. It's killer. Yes. I have a Baronic RE. Yes. If we did an episode on Baronic, uh-huh. I've actually played a couple of them now. Yeah. And would I buy a B1? No. Would I buy another RE1? Yes. I would definitely buy a Baronic guitar. I just wouldn't buy that one. So like this guitar, do I want a fastback? Oh, not exactly, I don't think, because I've now seen the Le Mans. Do I want a Le Mans? Yes. I don't know. So is that a deny? I guess. I think it's a deny on the fastback. It might be a deny on the model. Let's narrow it down. What about the brand itself? Yeah, love it. I think it's super cool. Yeah, I think the oh. thing that's clear here is that this is the craftsmanship you get when you buy something made entirely by one guy. Yep. One at a time. Yep. It's what you want, right? Yeah. Like, it's exactly what you want. Yeah. How about you? I think I feel the exact same way. Motor Ave in general, yeah. For me, the only caveat would be a money one. You're going to get that quality. Yep. But you are going to pay for it. This model, the Fastback, yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite either, especially compared to the Le Mans. There you go. I'll take lots of pictures of this. Mm-hmm. Like that tailpiece. Yeah. In the shape of the letter F. All of that. We'll put them up there. We'll put them on Instagram. Yep. See what you think. Okay. I'm glad you're healthy, Ed. Strong like bull, John. Strong like bull. Yeah. And I'm glad that we continue to work with our good friends over there at the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. Oh, I'm stoked for those guys. You know, they probably had the picnic and we were both sick. It's probably why they had the picnic. Yeah. They got a little phone tree going on and they're yep. like, John's sick. They're Ed's sick. sick. Let's do it. Exactly. Bring the hot dogs. Let's do it. Yep. Plausible yep. deniability. Classic Joe and the boys. Classic ruinous. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well then, let's knock on wood that our health holds and we'll come back and we'll do it next week. I think that sounds great. Again, thank you to superfan Ken Labar for stepping into Absolutely. the co-host chair. Yeah, when the plague hits, Ken's all over it. Exactly. Call Ken. Yeah. Top notch. Okay, then, Ed. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.